0: Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by the Lee Company. We thank them so much for their support through all these years. You know, I've had guys in prison tell me, you know, if I hadn't come to prison, I probably would have been dead from what I was going through on the outside. But then there's a story of a young man who was literally dead on the inside in prison and then lived by the grace of God. And that young man is Clint Romines. I want you to meet him. You know what I like? They were put setting stuff up here, and the the cameras and the equipment and all. And you were just you just you're interested in that stuff, aren't you? Oh yeah. How come? Where'd that come from?
1: Man, um, I love like learning new things. Just all this electronic stuff. Just just uh, seeing it. I can learn it. Like anything I see. If I watch you do it, it's, really, it's easy for me to learn like that. It's harder for me to learn out of a book, but watching someone do something. It's kind of like, I guess, photographic, but it just little stuff like that interests me.
0: Oh, I just love the way you were watching, looking at it. Did you get that
1: like from your dad or something or somebody in the family that way? I was more of, they were more hands on. I just kind of hung around, watched because I was good at breaking stuff. You're good at breaking stuff. I was not allowed to work on the cars growing up. Would is, you like
0: to work on cars, though, or is that oh, yeah. a little different than I electronics?
1: Work, now I work on a car just about every day. Really? Yeah.
0: You told me you was home, you were homeschooled, did a little yeah. bit of high school, and then got homeschooled. Yes, Why'd you go to
1: homeschooling? I skipped school a lot, like more than I went to school. And <laughs> the once the principal, Mister. Decker at Hendersonville, yeah, found out, he called my dad and. One was like, why don't you bring him to school? And the other one was like, we drop him off, he just walks out the back door and you don't let us know. And they both come to agreement to put me in homeschool and I went to work the same day. Tell me,
0: what in the world is it about you that made you be that way? Why'd you go out the back end of that school? Uh,
1: I'm not sure, because I love to learn now. Why well, I didn't want to learn then. I just, uh, I'd say I, I wasn't fitting in I mean, I had lots of friends. I just, when it come to learning, I learned different, and and mostly people I was around learned way faster than me, and it put me at a in some type of feeling, and I just was like, there's no point. in You me didn't being feel there.
0: good enough, or something, yeah, maybe.
1: Probably. Is that what got you in trouble? Ah, uh, no, I've been in trouble like from an early age, just. Always hanging out with my friends, running around in the streets. Um, high school was just the beginning of the worst of it. how to uh, get to the worst of it? I had more major drugs, just like... You think you were a follower?
0: And I, and I don't mean it bad because it's okay to be that way, but uh, sometimes when you run with the wrong crowd, they can push you into doing stuff.
1: I wouldn't say I was just a... I was a follower. It was easy to push me to do some nonsense, but I wasn't, I'm not good at following, wasn't good at following.
0: Certainly not following orders. You couldn't do that well. Not at all. How'd you get in trouble and how'd you wind up getting incarcerated?
1: Uh, This time. This time? How many times you get? I've been juvenile, jail, prison. Jail several times, juvenile multiple times. When I went to prison, they didn't let me out till they were ready. So, all, all the drugs, and that was enough.
0: Was it really drug all drug related?
1: If it wasn't for drugs, I probably would have never gotten in trouble. I'd have Taking probably... it
0: or selling it, or what? What winds up? Of...
1: I wasn't really I wasn't into selling as I was, I was a real addict. Like, I'd, there was no point in me giving it away. I knew I wanted it. So, how does wanting it wind up getting you in prison? Well, I become stealing? Uh, highly addicted. And it's like, I was stealing it. Well, there you just go. Just about anything. There it, you go. Whatever I had to do to pay for the drug.
0: But then I understand you almost died in prison. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about that.
1: I had was testing some, what I thought was heroin, and ended up being fentanyl. Oh. And I OD'd. And then... Uh, was then laid in the bed to make it look as if i was asleep i even
0: um, heard that some of the i don't know if it's sellies or other guys sort of put a cover on you and let you just lay there and get but, out of there
1: i mean he was checking on me but there was not no nurse called nothing it was just they, they had hope and unfortunately in my well fortunately in my case i had god so,
0: what happened? How did you survive? And how did I, how did you become this man I see here?
1: Oh, totally God. I mean, there's, I at a point was, I mean, I, I don't even remember that situation. Like when I went out, he said that I was out for some hours and I don't remember ever even being out. Like, so all I remember was doing the drug and waking up to everybody saying what had took place and all I mean the truth is Christ gave me another chance
0: but was there a point not but but a point after you get out of it when you're maybe back in your cell or something where you say Lord help me
1: oh the most definitely it was when I came to that was not like an immediate situation. When I come to, I just, you know, I was at first angry. I was real angry um, from what I, my roommate had told me, Sally. Angry at what? Uh, I didn't believe what had just took place. Um, it was a lot to take in just, just I, I don't know. Just a, it was a sudden anger and anger at yourself, you think? Anger at the
0: world that I let myself go that far?
1: Most definitely. And it was a, a real selfish feeling. Like for the first time, a lot of my life has been totally about me. It was no one else really, other than my mother. I mean, my mother and my daughter were the only things that just meant a uh, enough for me to want to change. I love m- my brothers and my, my family, but I had a close relationship with my mom and my daughter when, we, when she was young. I mean, now we do it at this point, but just, I was a selfish person. And it took me actually ODing to realize, hey, you are, it, it's just, Selfish, there's nothing going on in your life but you and drugs, like I was chained, like just everything revolved around me getting high. How did he change
0: that? How much time from the time you had that incident to, to you got out and were you clean in that period of time after that and since then?
1: Well, after I had OD'd, that that was not my like maybe hours later I went straight back to the same situation, but it was just it it again I went out not as bad as the first time, but realized you know this is crazy there's i mean it's a insanity to yeah. return, but I finally was just like i need i gotta have help you know i- I gotta get clean, I'm not fixing to die in prison because of drugs. And I just, I had a hate for myself, the decisions I was making. And I finally got in segregation for, I was probably back there eight months, locked in a cell. All you can do is look out the window, into the pod, you couldn't see outside. Um, I got clean and Brian Johnson and Marcus Martin come up there, his first visit I had And the whole 10 years I was locked up, they were the only people to come see me. and Which I'd seen Tommy Mathis, that was my, on the way here. Um, They asked me, Brian Johnson actually asked me, he's like, why don't you come out and join our D groups? And I was just like, man, I really don't want to be out there. Like, I want to go to a different prison, this is not for me. But I had been praying, just like, what do you want me to do, you know? Either send me on or open the door or something. Like, I had prayed a few times about that and didn't want to make the decision for myself. But I was at a point where I know the decisions I was making was destructive to me and others, so. I just waited and they showed up my i was like well here i go i've got in the drug program and everybody there knew me as like a seriously bad addict and just things had started to change i was getting in the word actually seeking really trying to figure out what life's about christ and I started going to the D groups. I ended up uh, the liaison, well, the assistant liaison over the drug program, and, which I'd have never thought. Like, it was a total 180. And so, um, How long you been out? How long you been clean? I've been clean since 20, the end of 2016, 2017. Any mm-hmm. urges? Any, no. any battle with it? When I first tried to get clean, I went to like thirty days, got high, and I'm just like, why? You you know, you just keep giving away everything good you got going on, and you get that little bit of momentary high. But it was just like I would, I could just tell when I was that thirty days when I got high, I was like I didn't even enjoy being didn't high. Enjoy. and it's like I was like I got to give this up. I got to. And then I started finally getting to talk to my family a little on the phone because I was restricted from phones and commissary because I had got in a lot of trouble. And just the thing ways things went, I just was like, you know, there is only one way for things to go right. And I started waking up like when I was in my mess, I woke up and just didn't even want to be awake because it was just no joy to life and just it was a, it was hard but then once i started getting that bible and actually like applying myself it was just like a peace and it's just it was a totally different life. i woke up happy just different friends
0: well, i love the guys see now but tell me something you know our program has put a word
1: on it have you got a word for me Say renewed be like Psalms 51:10. Creating me a new heart, oh God. Creating me a uh, clean heart, oh God. God, Renew renew a right spirit spirit
0: within me. Yeah, and that's what He's done. You've been, look, I just love your smile. God's done such work on you. I definitely, you're at peace now, aren't you? Most definitely. That's a powerful story from that soft-spoken young man. You know what he said? He said, while he was lying there on that cot, literally lying there dead, the guard walked by, looked in, saw him, no no big deal, walked away. And yet God woke him up. And that's why renewed is so important to him. He rose literally from the dead. Powerful young, young man with a powerful story. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time as we put a word on it. You've been listening to Put a Word on It, We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movministry.com.